Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And welcome to our eighth and final episode of our third season. This has been um, what's felt like a really long season. And it kind of has when we look at it from hindsight. um, Because we did things a little differently this season. If you've listened to any of our past seasons to now. um, In our past two seasons, we did like a release episode every single week. And then this season we did an every other week, um, bi-weekly kind of schedule. And y'all, it has been so much better doing a bi-weekly schedule. Just, um, attesting from me and Manali, like just to balance schoolwork and, um, not really balancing the podcast, but being able to just like pour into it a lot more and taking our time like writing down notes and just talking with each other it doesn't feel as rushed to release an episode each week we can really like spend a lot more quality time like preparing for it and so it's been so great um but before I get into really anything else for this episode I'm gonna let Manali go ahead and tell you um what we are about and who we are if you've never been with us before so Yeah, so Hannah and I started this podcast back in August. Um, We have been friends for about 11 years now, so we've walked through many seasons of life all the way from uh, elementary school up until college. Mm -hmm. Um, Through those seasons of life, we've shared a lot of the same experiences and have been able to use the Lord's teachings to um, help each other out, and we wanted to share that with y'all and be able to learn from it, listening back on our old episodes to see because we walk through a lot of the same seasons of life over and over again. Yes, <laughs> um, we do. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what we're about. We have three different seasons. We are on our last um, episode of the third season. But in our first ep- season, we have multiple different uh, types of um, general Christian topics, like how to wait well, um, words of wisdom from grandparents, and Which how, was a popular episode. We really recommend that one. If it's your first time here, that one is just like the sweetest episode ever. It is. <laughs> um, we also go through the fruits of the spirit to explain how to show those in your daily life. Um, in our second season, we go through how to get through a breakup, um, developing healthy habits, overcoming emotions, and taking a leap of faith with some guests. And then in our third season, we uh, welcome some other guests, like our best friend from high school, where she talks about college, sororities, and dating. Um, We have old teachers come on and talk about importance of community. And even a TikToker join us. (laughs) And um, we also have um, some episodes about love languages as well Mm -hmm. and how to apply those into friendships and relationships. That's right. And then um, we are... Was it our last episode that we released with our moms? That was, mm-hmm. la- yeah, yes. that one was also really good. Um, that one was really sweet. It just, like, made our hearts happy. So um, that was our Mother's Day special. I also recommend going to listen to that one if you haven't listened yet. But um, kind of getting the ball rolling for this episode and everything. So as you can see from the title, this is our relationship Q&A. And I want to explain it a little bit before we get into it because it's sort of... Um, 
like I don't want it to come off as like oh we are just so like knowledgeable in relationships and we just know everything like no that is like not what we were saying but we have learned a lot from just being in different relationships in general and not just like dating relationships but like relationships with like friends and our parents and like just we've just been through many different um relationships and seasons of life together and we just feel like we can just give our opinion on it so it's not anything we're saying oh you have to do this this is what you should do if you want a relationship like this like no we're just gonna say what we've learned in our opinion on it and you guys also voted for this episode it was like the second most popular vote after the love language one and so we're excited to do this one as well and so we are gonna go to the questions that you guys submitted and we're gonna go through those in just a little bit but um Manali actually had a really good idea instead of doing a question of the week this week because yes like it was my turn and I won't even lie I did <laughs> not even think to look at a question of the week and so Manali's like well how about instead of doing that we just tell them what our plans are for the podcast and what we want to do moving forward so I don't know if you want to explain what we're going to do moving forward yeah so um we have a couple of different colors that we originally started with and (laughs) they were um like a hot pinkish light pink color and charcoal gray basically right now like it's still on our feed and everything the colors that we have Yes, so um, through working with my little sister, um, (laughs) our social media manager, (laughs) yes, uh, she has suggested that we kind of revamp our colors and like look into some different designs so that we can further um, make our Instagram a little bit more appealing to Mm -hmm. the older crowd that we kind of contribute to. And so uh, be on the lookout for that. We're going to try and change our color scheme as well as possibly update our album that... um, like the logo. And, the logo yeah. for our podcast. Um, as far as the summer goes, I don't think we are going to be releasing any like major podcast episodes mm-hmm. other than a couple bonus episodes yeah. like um, bloopers um, or just little tidbit, like 10 minute mm-hmm. episodes. That... And you might see some repeated guests. So be on the lookout yes. for that. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Um, we're going to get all of that kind of like scheduled and all, but we really just wanted to take this summer to really focus more on the podcast and pour a lot more into it because it's been such a blessing to us and we just we just love it like we just enjoy it we don't go off of like oh we only have this many views like we're not going to do anything with it like we just love to do it it's so much fun for us and we've learned from so many guests that we've had on here we've learned from our moms you know like Mm -hmm. it just gives us the opportunity to build even more relationships um centered around Christ which is what we're about um So we really just wanted to take this summer to really pour into the podcast more and to kind of give ourselves that time to do so. We aren't going to announce when we will be releasing a new season. You guys will know once we know and we will announce that on social media. So um, we're not going to leave anybody in the dark. We still have, like Manali said, some more bonus episodes coming, but... um, as far as the fourth season goes, we don't really know when we're going to release that yet. And it's just going to kind of be when everything is complete. And we feel like the Lord is calling us to just go ahead and start the fourth season. That's really what we're basing it off of right now because we just don't know. Um, And so we're just going to spend some time pouring into the podcast. So just be patient with us if you don't mind. But we also really want to look into like getting more guests to come on here and to really 
important to us, important to you guys. And so we're also going to be getting those lined up as well. Like we really want to have it organized and you guys know who's going to be on the podcast each week and everything like that. And also, if you are listening to this and you're interested in coming on the podcast and you think you have um, like a story that the Lord is calling you to share, um, send us an email, a DM, whatever you want to do. You can even you know, DM us on our main accounts, whatever you want to do. I don't think we've ever gotten an email before, and I would <laughs> I can't tell you the That's last true. time I checked, like, our Through Faith email. I don't know if you check it, but I, no, I can't no. tell you the last time I checked it. Yeah, okay. I don't think anybody uses it, because we really just go off of, like, Instagram and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's sort of, like, the plan as of right now. That's the game plan, and that's what we're going to do, but we are so... So excited for it, and we are excited to wrap up this season because we know that the future seasons are just going to be, like, even better. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that or anything? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, then we are going to go ahead and jump into the Q&A. Okay. So, kind of how we're going to do this is we're just going to read off of the list that we have in order on our phone right here from the Google Doc. And like I said, everything was anonymous, so we don't know who asked what um or anything like that but some questions are I guess like funnier than others so if we go to like a really deep question to a funny one just like you know just just roll with it it's fine um but yeah so we'll just go ahead and get started with the first question you want to go ahead and read that first one yeah so our first question is what are common mistakes girls make in a relationship that's a good one (laughs) it's a very good one um because I feel like they're I don't know. I feel like girls and guys can most of the time make the same, like, mistakes in a relationship. But I guess just going off of, like, what's, like, the stereotypical, like, being a female, whatever. And I just, I guess off of, like, a self-assessment, like, looking at myself and how I've been in a relationship, girls definitely tend to, um think hold grudges a lot more in a relationship and looking at myself like it took me a long time to admit that but I do I can that's an area where I struggle is like if I get my feelings hurt or if I get really mad like I will hold a grudge and it's really hard for me to let go of it and that's just kind of like a I don't know like I guess an area of growth or whatever that I would like to work in one day um but yeah I would say like holding a grudge um I don't know do you have a yeah, I definitely agree with your point on holding grudges because I can definitely get caught up in that too and just mm-hmm. not being uh, forgiving easily. Oh, not that's a easily good, that, forgiving no. others. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I think we struggle more with forgiveness and I think sometimes guys, it's a lot easier. For, not easier, but like they forgive um, more easily than, than girls do. So. Yeah, girls definitely take it to heart a little bit more yeah. than guys do sometimes depending yeah. on what situation, situation it is. Yeah. But um, one that I would say is getting caught up in comparison and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked about before, comparison kills joy. And if, yeah. as a girl, I'm constantly comparing myself to these other girls and, like, what they could bring into that guy's relationship. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, I'm not going to be able to be able to provide what is supposed to be or what is needed in the relationship and be able to be a good girlfriend to my boyfriend mm-hmm. if I'm constantly comparing because it's going to kill the joy that... Yeah was yeah. once there mm-hmm. um I think another one would be um did you brought up something about like liking girls pictures and like who they're following and stuff like that like as when we talk about comparison and stuff like that like sometimes yeah. we can look at like past relationships like oh if like your boyfriend or a situationship or whatever you're in like if they're like liking another girl's pictures or 
they're like, you know, their followers or whatever it is. Like, Mm -hmm. um, girls, we tend to have a hard time with, like, comparing ourselves. And I completely say that from, like, past experience. And what something I have learned completely is if, like, liking other girls' pictures and stuff like that, like... Because we can we can go through all day of whether well should a guy like this girl's picture should he not my thing is like if that is a big deal like in your relationship genuinely speaking from like my like past experience and stuff like that like there is a bigger issue that is at hand and you may not realize it mm-hmm. but I can definitely say now there is a much bigger issue beyond that that you guys like have to deal with because it can go from like we'll just bring up the issue and you know if he stops he stops if he doesn't then like whatever but my thing is like there's definitely a bigger issue that you guys need to sit down and talk about yeah no I completely agree with that and I think like to being petty I was gonna that was gonna be my next one was passive being passive aggressive instead of um bringing up the issue yes (laughs) we are definitely very petty and passive aggressive and yes because I think girls a lot of times like we kind of expect guys to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I am definitely guilty of this. Same. Of just, like, <laughs> expecting that guy to know what is wrong with me and, like, for him to know how to fix it. Yeah. But in reality, it's just being mature enough to come out with it and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what's bothering me and this is how you can fix mm-hmm. it and go from there. Um, and it's so much more worth it to do that. Like, you will save, like, so much stress and, like, you know, anger and arguments in your relationship if you just come right out and say, like, hey, like, this is what I'm feeling and this is, like, why I'm feeling this way instead of being passive-aggressive and making those remarks. Like, um, there was a meme that I saw one time. It was, like, when when you ask a girl what's wrong and she says nothing and then it's silent. She's like, I just think it's funny how... (laughs) And that's what we do, though. Like, that really is kind of what we do and just us speaking from past experience and areas where we've definitely seen ourselves grow in is just bringing up the issue mm-hmm. instead of making, you know, snarky remarks to our boyfriend or whoever it is, you know, so. Yeah. Or just like choking it down until it boils over yes, to where it like which happens everything comes out at one time because that's yeah. another thing I think girls can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a bigger issue than what the original issue was. So yeah. I think that's just part of having hard conversations. And I think we mentioned we were going to, did we talk about, like, maybe doing an episode yeah, we on did. that? Um, yeah, we'll definitely probably do one at some point, but in just how to navigate hard conversations. Because they're hard. Like, they're yeah. hard for a reason. But they're worth it, and there's a way to go about them. So, yeah. yeah. I think my last mistake, yeah. that this is something that I've struggled with in the past, mm-hmm. was expecting perfectionism. Yeah. Um, outside of relationships, I am a perfectionist, and it's gotten even worse since being in college, and, like, there's a bunch of, like, standards that I have to meet for mm-hmm. college and, like, for graduate school and, like, all this other stuff, and um, just perfect, like, expecting my standards to be met at all times and not giving any grace when it fall, when they fall short. Yeah. Um, that's something that I really struggle with, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls can probably yeah uh, struggle with that as well, especially since, you know, we live in a day and age where you're a girl boss, and, like, if you don't <laughs> yeah. get this and don't accept anything mm-hmm. less, and, like, yes, that's true, like, you, yeah. you, you should get what you deserve and what you want and what you pray for, but, you know, there's going to be times where that guy falls short, just like you're going to fall short yes, to his standards, exactly. and so there's got to be grace to go mm-hmm. around. Actually, I have something to build off of for that, but it's in a different question because I was reading through some of them earlier, Mm -hmm. and it's about, like, basically, 
you know, being toxic, like in a toxic relationship, like whatever. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to kind of build off of that because I think it connects because sometimes we forget, like we live in a day and age where if like somebody falls short, there's like a very fine line that shouldn't be there. That's, oh, well, they're just toxic. Like that's so toxic. And well, let's just talk about that <laughs> a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, did you have anything else to say about that one? No, that's my last one. Okay. Well, then we will go ahead and move on to the next one, which is... What are some red flags you try to avoid when looking for a guy? Oh my gosh, I feel like we could write a book on this one. We actually um, have a whole episode. We do, yeah, we do. We have a this. whole episode, the dating deal breakers. That yes. is like, I think like our second most listened to episode, mm-hmm. like dating deal makers and then dating deal breakers. That was definitely like a, a favorite that yes. I think a lot of people, which we weren't expecting. We we're like, I'm surprised people want to listen to what we do and don't like. Because like we yeah. said, this is just our opinions and everything like that. But do you want to answer that one first? I think, you know, a pretty obvious one would be just not living a life like Christ. Um, yeah. That <laughs> is obviously a pretty big red flag. But which also, does narrow down the it list. It does. It cuts More off than a you think. lot of people. And you can yeah. tell that just by looking at someone's someone's social media mm-hmm. and just like knowing their reputation within the community mm-hmm. but um outside of just not having a relationship with God at all would be my number one turn off is partying and drinking type yes, of guy yes I agree um it's not and attractive. it's not and even you know Hannah and I just turned 20 this year and mm-hmm. so we're approaching an age where where drinking is acceptable acceptable and it is legal mm-hmm. and even as that law does apply to us I don't think it is I still think it could be a red flag to be yeah. drinking every weekend and going to these parties every yes. weekend um I think that needs to mm-hmm. be cut to and a, that also I think comes from a place too we're not saying like oh my gosh drinking is so bad like no. you're ter- that's not what we're saying we also come from a standpoint we don't believe it's right to get drunk like drinking to get drunk and um so I think that's more of like a standpoint of where we're coming from is like when you're 21 like yes it is fine to like drink but it's unattractive if you're like going and getting drunk and you're going to parties and getting drunk like we just don't believe that's right um that's just based off of our own personal beliefs and values and I think that I mean it's just a major red flag for us in relationships like those are our personal red flags like I said they don't have to be your red flags but they're ours because yes. we have we have a different standpoint, I think. Yeah, if if it if it's a priority for you to make sure you're drinking on the weekends mm-hmm. or drinking just in general, especially with the intention yeah. to get drunk, our yeah. relationship isn't gonna work. Yeah. That's just like basically what it boils down to. Like, our, we're just not gonna get very far because we really probably just don't see eye to eye on things, anyways. If that's a priority for you, yeah, yeah. I also think another red flag is um being very inconsistent with what he says and also with what his actions are. Um, You can, I think, definitely tell this pretty quickly with a guy because if a guy is genuinely interested in you, you're going to know. And that's, like, Mm -hmm. really the only way we can put it. And it's like, well, if you're Snapchatting and he is going, like, you know, he won't talk to you for, like, three or four days, but then he'll, um, he'll, like, text you or Snapchat or whatever you do. Um, And then he's like, oh my gosh, like, you're so pretty, like, I really like you. Well, as girls, like, that's gonna make us feel, like, I guess, validated, and that's just being girls, you know, we just feel that way. That is being inconsistent, and that is, like, not really okay. So, um, I think that that would be a red flag, is if he is not, like, making an effort, and he is not, um, 
being consistent with what he says and with what he shows, then um, I think that's a red flag. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it kind of boils down to God never brings confusion. And if yes. this man or confusing you. woman <laughs> is coming to you from God, you're not going to be confused with his intentions. Mm-hmm. And um, inconsistency, I think, can bring confusion or will bring confusion, yeah. especially at the beginning stages of a relationship where you're trying to build that foundation. And, you know, you're not getting responses, but every couple of days or mm-hmm. they're short or when he does respond, it doesn't align with how he's treating you in person. You know, that that's your answer from God that that man is or woman is not for you yeah I agree yeah I think like I said we have a whole episode on this one so if you want to hear us go more in depth go listen to the dating deal breakers I think that's in season one yes yeah um go listen to season one (laughs) um but those are just kind of like the the main ones I think for right now um but yeah we'll go ahead and move on to the next one unless you have another one Mm -mm. okay so the next question is what is the number one thing that happens to make you be like yes he's a keeper I love the way this one's worded it's funny (laughs) um I had an answer because like I said I did not prepare my answers for this I promise I literally like right before this I glimpsed over them just to see what we had make sure none of them were like inappropriate or anything like that and this one kind of like stuck in the back of my mind and my answer for this one is just um because I don't I don't want to be like shallow and be like oh if he's tall like this and that but (laughs) a big thing for me if a guy can like walk into a room with like a group of people or if it's with me and like my family or my friends and he's um making some sort of effort to like contribute to the conversation or he is um like laughing and having fun with you guys instead of like excluding himself um because just from like past experience and stuff like I have found that to be like really like attractive in a guy like if we're going somewhere like is he kind of like off by himself and like making it known he doesn't want to be there or is he like at least making a point to try and put himself in the conversation and you know contribute to getting to know my family or getting to know my friends like I think that's like I don't know I feel like a lot of people don't think about that and that's like a really big thing to me is like are you like kind of adding value wherever you go like are you trying to make an effort to get to know people and build relationships just like as much as I am I guess that's a really good one um one thing the number one thing for me would probably be just seeing the way that he carries himself yeah um and seeing that that doesn't waver regardless of who he's with because I know like like you said walking into a room whether it's with my family if you're being super respectful to my family and like all this stuff but in private you disrespect me and you're not treating me how I'm supposed to be treated then you know you might not be a keeper but if that (laughs) if you're uh who you are and who what you stand for does not waver whether you're with me you're with your friends you're with your family my family whoever you're with I think that is a number one green flag I agree and I think a word that can boil down to also is like maturity like yes. you're you're very mature like in your character your character mm-hmm. stays the same no matter who you're around because it can be a common thing for like oh they change based off of like when they're around their friends they act different but when they're around me and my family they act, you know that's immaturity and <laughs> yeah. like just being like very forward like they're not strong in their character they're not strong in their morals and values and you can definitely see that and how somebody carries themselves and how they act when they walk into 
a room with people. This is, I hope we're not like scaring anybody like, oh my gosh, like they're judging me. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But like, you can pick up on small things about a person and see if they actually want to be there or not by what they say, what they do and their body language. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the next question. This one says how to make sure that your dating life doesn't affect your relationship with God. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I do like that one. Um, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I can. So, you know, it, God, your relationship with God can be affected by anything outside, whether it's dating, school, um, work, anything can override your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I think just making sure that you have your quiet time in the morning and making it a point to prioritize God once a day, if not multiple times a day, um, and praying over your relationship and your intentions behind why you're dating that person, I think can yeah. help keep your yeah relationship with God on track and that your mm-hmm. intentions are always going to stay pure. I agree. I think that's, um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much kind of sums it up, like just being disciplined because, yes. you know, looking at just us, like who we are, like we are, you know, like we're sinners, like we're going to have natural feelings that like, there are going to be days where we wake up and, like, we don't naturally feel like we want to read the Bible. But sometimes, like, it is a discipline because, mm-hmm. like, that is, like, how you make a relationship happen. You're not going to maybe want to wake up and do something one day. But you have to because you have to still nourish that relationship. And it's the same way with God. Um, when our relationship with God is strong, then all of the rest of our relationships in our lives are strong because God carries us through them. He walks us through them. But... Like you said, it's just, it's a discipline sometimes. And I think in order to keep um, your relationship with God strong and your like outside relationships um, strong, then, you know, God has to be your first priority. Like you need to have your quiet time each day. Like you need to physically open your Bible and be in the word each day, even if you don't want to. Like sometimes you are going to have those days and um, it might even be weeks or months and that, that is what, the devil wants like he wants that and um he's you know something that's very important to God is our relationships and we don't think that way like God wants us to be in relationship he calls us to be in different relationships in our lives and um Satan is going to do what he can to attack any and every relationship in your life because that's what God wants so yeah I think it's just like defying the flesh and making sure we're steadfast in reading our bible and um praying too also yes. so yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. Okay, so our next one is what's the best way to settle a fight? This one is a tricky one <laughs> because it is. it is the hardest one and there was an answer um that you said and like circling back to that is um making sure that there is grace and there is forgiveness and I heard in a I've heard it in a book and a podcast. I've heard it many like pastors and just you know people say it but um when you're deciding on who is like the perfect like partner for you like in a relationship you have to decide who is it that you want to argue with and who is it that you want to forgive and you know that kind of like you know convicted me and stuck with me because we really underestimate how much um like relationships need forgiveness and that is like Mm -hmm. the main part of a relationship to make it work if you think about it we are all sinners like 
God has made the ultimate sacrifice for us, and um, He gives us forgiveness and grace every single day. Who are we to do any differently in that? And I'm not saying this is like in every, you know, like forgiveness is different than, you know, like if you have like a, you know, like an abusive relationship, like emotional or physical, we are not attesting to this like at all. Um, This is genuinely just like small, we're talking about arguments, you know, small disagreements, arguments. And I think the main thing is just um, forgiveness and, you know, everything like that. But do you have a answer for that? Um, I guess mine would just be make sure you talk it out to the entire length. Like, Don't leave anything unsaid. Don't leave any, like, leave everything at the table, yes. basically. Because I know um, a lot of times, like, like it is a hard conversation to have to settle a fight and, like, be able to forgive one, one another. It's hard and it's and, not going to come naturally. Yeah. It's hard. And letting that pride down. But um, just making sure that you're putting it all on the table and leaving it all on the table so that way whenever you walk away from that fight, there are no grudges mm-hmm. to be held against one another. Yeah. And that... Um, like, there's nothing about that fight that can be brought up another time later on. Because mm-hmm. I know um, if you leave, if you keep holding a grudge against whatever that happened, later on that's going to come up in another fight. So just making mm-hmm. sure you talk it out to the fullest length that you can. Yeah, I agree. And also, um, not saying, like, I'm you know credible to this, but I am also, um, like, my major is English. And I took, um, like, a linguistic class, and we looked at, like, really some of like the psychology behind it the way you say things is like 90% of the problem um how you approach what you're saying like obviously if you're both approaching each other and like you're going at it and you're just like you know just saying you know mean things to each other and you're yelling at each other neither of you is listening to what the other is saying all you because it's how you feel that matters and you both feel attacked so you're just going to attack each other so approaching it with grace um and letting your pride down and um knowing that you know maybe you weren't necessarily in the wrong but that just comes with being mature in a relationship and saying Mm -hmm. hey I really want to talk this out because I do love you and I want us to get this figured out I don't want this to you know go any further and that is look that is easier said than done it Mm -hmm. is not easy me and Manali can attest to this like we know it's hard and But it's just, you know, the first step is being aware of it and knowing what you have to do. And, you know, your relationships in life with anybody, whether it's with your partner or your family or friends, like, do you approach it with grace and forgiveness and letting down your pride? Like, I think that's, like, the best way to to settle it. And also give each other space. Like, you know, having space to cool down and let those, like, fleshly feelings kind of die down a little bit and you can think clearly, then come back, which also isn't easy to do. But if you can say, okay... Let's stop right here. Let's have some space from each other, and then we will come back and talk about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's no point in getting in a fight when your feelings are running high because yeah. I, that makes it ten times worse and causes yeah. probably another fight. <laughs> yeah, right. and it's like you can start one place and end up in a whole other fight just based off of how you're saying something and your emotions. So take yeah. a break. Like, like, let the first step be walk away you know, breathe, (laughs) and then come back, (laughs) and, you know, get it together, but, yeah, I think that's kind of what we would do. Yeah, I agree. Um, so our next question is, do you believe in love at first sight? Uh, we talked about this briefly the other day. My short answer is no, 
<laughs> but I'll let Manali go because Manali's answer for this was really good and it's kind of like the same as my answer because it was so good I was like yep yeah, I think that is the same thing so I'll let her answer that one I think as nice as it would be to believe in love at first sight <laughs> and as many movies as um there are that promote this type of idea I do not think that it is true I think that attraction at first sight is definitely real and I think that's what initially uh, love can be based off of is that initial attraction because that's where the relationship starts and the interest starts but I don't think yeah love at first sight is a real thing because like me and Manali are very pro like love is a choice and it does not come naturally so if you're basing your love off your feelings all of your relationships are going to fail at some point or another because you know love takes work it takes building a relationship and getting to know each other and I'm not trying to like stretch this out because I know it's just a simple question but like like you said it's you can be attracted to somebody be like oh she's pretty but if somebody's like it was like love at first sight we just no <laughs> I don't think so but um you know to each their own but I don't think really we really believe in love at first sight yeah no, yeah. I, I'm certain yeah um this next one we have is like kind of a funny one and it's I think it's like the funniest one we have we didn't have very many lighthearted ones but it says if a guy sleeps with his socks on is that a relationship ender <laughs> um i don't know what do you think i personally cannot sleep with socks on so i would have to say yes only because that's just not what's wrong with you (laughs) why are you wearing socks to bed how is that comfortable that's what i'm saying like i've never met somebody that just thinks it's super comfy to like wear just put another blanket over your toes (laughs) if you're cold like you know bump the heat up like (laughs) don't wear socks though that's just no so yeah i guess we're gonna have to go with yes on that one but yeah (laughs) next question um our next one is how to make sure there is a strong foundation in your relationship okay Uh, i guess this one's like like a strong like maybe godly foundation in the relationship um do you think that's probably what that one's saying, or just maybe like a foundation in general? Oh, I think they, those can probably they go can probably go together. Yeah. Okay, um, this one kind of I think ties into like our other question about like being disciplined in like you know your relationship with God because we both believe that um, if your relationship with God is strong, then everything else in your life is going to eventually. Um, get stronger but God does have to be that number one priority so like I guess an example for this one is if you guys are in a fight or like you're kind of at like your ends with each other I listened to um Sadie Robertson's podcast it was with her and Christian I really I really like I can't remember what episode it was but it was it was really good and something that stuck with me is she was like it's okay to like if you're in a big fight or you're even trying to figure out if this person is like right for you both taking a few days like it's not a break and it's not a breakup but you're both just like taking some time to breathe from each other and discern what's your feelings and what's like the truth you know because it can be easy like when you're in a huge argument or whatever you just want to be like we're done like we're broken up and I I'm guilty of that like just being fully transparent on here like that's what our fleshly feelings are like I'm just done like I want to break up like whatever like you know go to God, like, that is what I want to say, like, in any, like, argument or anything, like, pray and ask God for wisdom, how do we get over this argument, how do we get over this fight, and I think that that ties into having a strong, like, how to have a strong, just foundation in your relationship, is both of you having the number one priority and agreement, everything else, like, 
doesn't have to be the same. Like you guys don't have to agree on everything, but the one thing to have a foundation is agreeing that we're going to go to God in every situation. If we're ever lost, if we're confused, or we're having an argument, we're going to go to God. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> um, I think my, whenever you start talking to somebody together, you have to make the choice of what your foundation is going to be. Cause there's mm-hmm. different options. I mean, you can choose yeah. God or you can choose worldly things like, lust or you know you can even choose your feelings like love and or each other or each other yeah yeah that that, that can be your foundation of your relationship mm-hmm. and obviously those are not going to last yeah. but um just making sure that you're both strong enough in your faith to base it off of to base your relationship off of God and be able to build it because honestly if you're not, not both equally yoked in your relationship mm-hmm. um which I know is a little bit more serious yeah but um making sure that you're both on the same page as far as your walks mm-hmm. with God you're not going to get much further without it and also understanding that you're both gonna mess up like don't go don't walk into it thinking we are gonna honor God in every aspect of our lives and we're never gonna mess up that is not realistic at all and that is where we say grace and forgiveness comes in you're both going to mess up it's not just going to be one of you like one of you is not better than the other you're both sinners and you're both you've both been saved by Christ and that has to be your foundation so yeah yeah that was a good one I like that one Yes, I do too. Okay, and then our next question is, what's the biggest advantage of a relationship? I kind of like giggled at this one because I told Manila I was like having a person, <laughs> having somebody, but um, I don't know. If you want to answer that one first, you can. Um, I think, well, you know, there is perks of having somebody um, in terms of having an accountability partner and having somebody to walk with you in your faith mm-hmm. um I guess that would be no, yeah big, it's the just, biggest advantage yeah. is just having somebody to walk through life with and yeah. you know especially if because me and Hannah have always talked about like making sure that you're dating your best friend mm-hmm. um and just having somebody that's going to be there for you and cheer you on through life yeah um because it, it is a little bit different than having just like a normal best friend like having yeah. a boyfriend or having a girlfriend like it having a boyfriend or a girlfriend mm-hmm. on top of them being one of your best yeah. friends, like, it's it's different. It can be more responsibility, too. Um, yeah. And I think this question, too, I think it just, you know, we both kind of have that same answer for this, just because this can, like, relationships can be very, like, misunderstood, and sometimes, like, you know, sometimes we can have those feelings of, like, well, like, I don't have that person, like, I don't have that best friend, and I don't even have a boyfriend, like, you know, there is so much, like, talking about responsibility, there's so much that goes into it. It is a blessing, like, do not get me wrong, but also, like, it is not everything, everything is not all rainbows and Mm -hmm. butterflies, all the, like, relationships are hard work, especially when you get to, like, a certain point in a relationship, like, it's hard, and so I think it also doesn't need, it needs to be understood also that, like, it's not everything, like, having that, person like it is not everything that is still where God is the center of your life um but I do think going back to like being the biggest advantage I think it's like having somebody that you know um you can just like talk to like whenever you because for somebody like me I love to talk and I love to talk about my day and so like that's what I think of when I think of the biggest advantage like I have somebody that is like willing to listen about my day because I like to talk about it (laughs) so yeah I agree yeah um, our next one is, 
This one says, I know who wrote this one, but it says, will Hannah marry me? And I know exactly who wrote that. And I think he was just being funny, but I'm sorry. No, Hannah will not marry you. But, um, you know, it's fine. Moving on. Um, our next actual question is, who is one couple that you know who you admire when it comes to love and their relationship? Um, there, honestly, I could name so many. <laughs> like, there are a lot that I look up to, but I guess mine that I just automatically think of is, like, my parents' relationship because I've, I mean, obviously, I've grown up <laughs> with them in my life always, so I've seen how they, like, truly love each other, and I've also seen times where they've had to choose to love each other, like, when it hasn't come easily with those feelings of love. Like, I've seen the times where, like, you know, like, just being fully transparent, like, times that, like, my parents have gotten, like, in arguments, and it wasn't easy for them to, like, love each other, but they made a choice to come back, get it sorted out, and choose to love each other again, and I think, yeah, I think that was probably the main one that I look up to the most is my parents. Yeah, I agree. I think both of our sets of parents really set a good example for what to expect in a marriage, and Mm -hmm. how to, you know, fight the good fight when it comes Mm -hmm. to um, arguments or stressful times or just living life together. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess one couple that we can both say that we Mm -hmm. really look up to outside of our parents would be probably, I don't know, I just always, this is one of the ones I thought of was Mm -hmm. Thomas Rhett and (gasps) Lauren Atkins. Yes, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Yes, 100%. I, oh my gosh, I love their story. (laughs) Yes, um, we both have, have you, you read that book, huh? mm -hmm. We both read, um, if you haven't read it, Live in Love, and it's written by Lauren Atkins, and that's Thomas Rhett's wife, if you didn't know, but they have, like, the sweetest story ever, and they also, their story is about choosing to love each other, and it's also about, like, God's perfect timing and sending that person, because, like, they literally went on to date other people, like, I think Lauren dated literally a whole other guy in college for, like, five years, like, that's a Mm -hmm. long time, and then God brought Thomas Rhett and Lauren Atkins back together, and it's just, you know, and then you know, they struggled in their marriage, and they, she talks about that, and how they still chose to love each other. I am so glad you brought that up. <laughs> it's yes. like, they're such a sweet couple. They are. I'm yeah. trying to think of, I feel like there's so many more, and like, I want to give credit, like, yeah, to that's who. one. Um, Cole and Savannah LeBrand is another <gasps> yes, one. Yes, I they do like them, too. also have a book where they talk about their testimony and uh, struggles that they walked mm-hmm. through in their marriage, but I know those are two that we definitely have talked about and looked up to for yeah as long as we've really known their story. Mm-hmm. I like um you bring up Cole and Savannah is like I remember specifically in Cole's side of the story he kind of had like unrealistic expectations for his future wife and how he like he had waited until marriage and I would say, this isn't like private information like it's in the book you can read it if you want but like he waited to like have sex until marriage um and so he believed like oh his wife should have waited but like she had a she had a kid like she had Everly and like it is amazing to see like how God just completely shifted like his mindset and everything on that and he had to look at his heart too and was like well I'm not completely like pure in my heart either so yeah that's a that's a good couple to look up to also mm-hmm. but yeah and then um the next question is if you want to read that one how to glorify God while in a relationship I think we've answered this one kind of ties into some of our other answers um I don't know do you have a specific answer for that one? Um, 
I guess just making sure or making an effort to make sure that your uh, relationship is God honoring. Yeah. Um, because there are certain standards that we, especially outside of marriage, have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and just striving to follow that now that, like Hannah said, there are times where you're going to fall short um, to the glory of God. But um, that's where grace and repentance comes in. Mm-hmm. So that's probably mm-hmm. the best way I agree. And I also think, like, taking steps to make sure, like, you nourish your relationship and, like, y'all's relationship with God and making sure he's a foundation is, like, going to church together, like, that, you know, like, needs to be a priority and, like, both of you, like, whether y'all are going, like, separate or together, like, making sure, like, you're, um, like, you're going to church and, um, I also think it's important to kind of do, like, it doesn't have to be, like, all the time, but, like, doing, like, Bible studies together or, like, or if you guys are struggling, like, in an argument, like, hey, like, let's, like, read this devotional together that says, that talks about, like, how to navigate a fight in, like, a God-honoring way, you know, like, just Mm -hmm. stuff like that and, um, yeah, I think just taking small steps like that. There are so many ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we have... Um, our last two questions, these were actually asked, um, on Instagram instead of the Google Docs, so we're just gonna read those, but, um, this is one that I had an answer to that I was thinking of a while ago, but it says, how do you know when someone is toxic, and if so, how do you distance yourself? Um, this one I have an answer for because, as I was talking about earlier, unfortunately, in today's day and age, there's a very fine line with what people you know, consider as toxic and non-toxic. Because I, like, there are toxic things, like, if we want to, you know, call it that. But, like, there are some times where it's, like, you guys can get in an argument and, like, they are so toxic, like, we're done. And it's, like, you know, was that just a normal thing that happens in relationships or is that toxic, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I kind of, I think, have a, a different standpoint here is, you know, a common, like, word is, like, gaslighting. Like, oh, they were gaslighting me, they were, like, you know, shaming me, which is not good, like, that is, like, make sure that's, like, not happening very often in your relationship, but I just think going back is, we are human, and we are sinners, our natural desire is selfishness, like, we are selfish people, like, that is why we need God, and we are called to defy our flesh daily, like, we're called to defy those fleshly feelings, so no, it's not okay to, like, gaslight somebody, or put somebody down, or anything like that, like, yes, that is toxic, that's why we have to defy those natural feelings, and we have to say, okay, I want to say this, but that's not truth, that's not God-honoring, that's not honoring or respecting this other person, I have to defy my fleshly feelings, and I need to say this instead out of love, like, you know what I'm saying, so... But we are going to mess up, and we are going to say things that we don't mean. Um, And so I think in that aspect, to me, that's not really toxic. To me, that's just, like, natural disagreements and us being sinners in general. But as far as somebody who is actually toxic, I think would be somebody who doesn't really have God in their life and their actions and their words are showing it. That is when I think the not the intentions aren't even pure at that point. And so then I think they have toxic intentions. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is subjective to who it is. And this can depend on like, you know, it's being toxic is kind of different for everybody. But I honestly, I think it boils down to you're going to know. But first look at do they really have God in their life? Or are they just saying they have God in their life and their actions aren't backing it up? I 
I promise you're going to know. And if you have to really consider if somebody is toxic, they probably are. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're having to kind of second guess whether they're toxic or healthy or not, that probably is your answer. But as far as how you know, um, like you said, you can look at the fruits of the spirit and mm-hmm. see if that if that's something that's shown in their daily life. But also, you know, looking, especially if you're having a hard time, you know, especially like, okay, hang on. <laughs> if it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, you might have the love goggles on. It might be hard to tell if yes. somebody is toxic or not. You can look at the way that that guy or girl treats their parents their friends, their siblings, and yeah. you can see if somebody's toxic because I, I know Hannah and I have both been through the ringer yep. with dating guys that did not respect their parents at all. Yep. And that was a clear indication of how they were going to treat us later in our relationship, and we ended up going through that. And so yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but um, I think it's just an indicator. It's an of indicator how of how tell. you know somebody's toxic and how their true self is going to come out later on when they're more comfortable with you like they are their parents. Yeah. And um, for distancing yourself, I think it kind of depends on if you're talking about, like, a friend, a family member, or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, But if they're toxic, cut them off. Yes. (laughs) And I think that's just, like, being lovingly honest is um, you're just good. If somebody is toxic, you don't even need them, like, in your, like, yes, like, we're called to honor Christ and we're called to show love. But if they were so toxic, like, you couldn't, like, date them or whatever. Like, it's honestly not even really worth being friends. But, like I said, this is just, I don't know, subjective to each scenario. But um, it, it can be hard to distance yourself because um, it's not always easy. Like, even if that person's toxic, sometimes you might still love and care about them. But distancing yourself is starting off by cutting them off completely. And when you're able and in a place where, like, okay, I can, like, be, you know, I, I can I can be okay with talking to them every now and then or from a distance. I think that's okay as long as you're over it and you're good. Yeah. Well, and I think a good way to think about it sometimes is like um, how the Bible says, love your neighbor as you would yourself. Um, you know, we focus so much on the love your neighbor, but focusing on the love yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to love yourself enough to know that um, – Like, you shouldn't put up with this toxicity in your life. Mm -hmm. And for the good of yourself and for your neighbor, that's going to help you in the long run. And nourishing your relationship with God and you're not having to battle whatever it is that that this person's putting you through. So, I think um, just being able to love yourself enough to know that this is not okay and that we need to cut this off. And like you said, at a better time when both of you are more mature and in a better place, you might Mm -hmm. can reconvene, but for the time being... For your sake and for God's, your relationship relationship <laughs> sake with God. Yeah, yeah and it, it takes time. Guess. Like I think that to like to distance yourself, taking that time to honestly like completely not talk to them and give yourself because it, it takes time to grow. So if we're gonna grow as people and grow in our relationship with Christ, then that distance it, it it's gonna take time and it can be hard, but yeah. that's what it takes. But. This is our last question. So, yes, our last one is what can you do to make sure that you have a God-centered relationship or make it one? Um, I feel like we kind of answered this with yeah, like laying the foundation. Yeah, we did. We've answered this one a little bit, but I think it just goes back to um, you know, go to church together, make sure um, you know, if you can like read the Bible with each other like any chance you get. Um, and I don't 
really know what else out of, just grace and forgiveness like truthfully is people underestimate how much forgiveness and grace goes into relationships into a godly relationship um mm. you have to love that person just as Christ has loved you and Christ shows us forgiveness every day yes. <laughs> um for our thoughts and our actions so yeah and if um you're starting off in a relationship and you didn't originally have, like, God in the center of your relationship, and you're trying to make it one, just mm-hmm. making sure that you're getting involved in church and, like, yeah. picking up your Bible every day mm-hmm. and doing all the stuff that you just said. So it's possible to, you know, re- relay your foundation, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, just harder. It is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's possible. And, yes. It's and prayer. Effort on both. Prayer, like, being steadfast in prayer, like, things aren't going to happen overnight Overnight. like you have got to be persistent in prayer even if it gets hard um and either God is going to shift that prayer which he's done in our lives a lot Mm -hmm. um and I'm looking at a standpoint like should you be with this person like if you've come to know Christ but who you're dating hasn't really come to know Christ that's where I say like prayer and um and it's definitely to me, it's, like, different than a marriage. Like, if you're in a relationship, like, breaking up, obviously, is a big option more so than it is, like, in a marriage. And I'd say definitely if you're married, like, pray, be steadfast in that prayer and just see what God lays on your heart. If you have to make a hard decision, to make a hard decision. But also, I say, like, let God work. Or even if you're dating, like, let God work in their heart. And if you can't be together while God works in their heart, then you can't be together while God works in their heart. And I think yeah. that's just, you know... Good. I agree. Well, that was our last question. This was a fun episode. I like this one. Um, and we, you know, me and Manali have a hard time, like, focusing on, we both have a hard time focusing on one thing at a time. So to have all these different questions to answer, we, we really enjoyed that and we're able to navigate it a lot better than just one topic. But, yes. yeah, um, this was fun. <laughs> I like this episode. And, you know, like we said at the beginning, we have so many changes coming to our podcast and, everything like that and we're just so excited to see um god work in our lives and god work in our um podcast and through you guys and everything like that so um i guess we'll finish this up for the last time doing how god has been working in our lives and everything like that so so i will go ahead and let manali start with how god's been working in your life yes so um i can tend a lot of times to get caught up in like worrying about the future so i think we all can um and just god's been teaching me to be patient with that and um wait for the time that he's supposed to call me out of whatever season that i'm Mm -hmm. in right now um yeah that would it's very short but it's teaching me no yeah i agree um something like for me that's like personally in the past few days is like I've just been praying for God's will to unfold and um there were like different opportunities that have been like kind of opening up for me that I didn't really expect to happen like it was just like sudden changes that God was like you're gonna go this way like you need to walk this way and so I've been like obedient in that but also like I have like the devil kind of like whispering in my ear like about looking towards the future and I'm like looking at the fall semester I'm like thank you, God, like, for all these opportunities, but also, like, this fall looks like a train wreck. How am I supposed to balance all these different, like, things and opportunities? And I just, like, God's reminding me, like, just trust me. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough problems of its own. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, like, God has been so good to me. Like, these past, like, you know, in this season, like, 
I would not have had these opportunities if I was in a season of life that I thought I was going to be in like six months ago, like completely Mm -hmm. different place. And I am like so grateful for God, like shifting my perspective and, you know, just seeing where he's brought me. But also like I've had fear creep in, like, how am I supposed to do it? Like, how am I supposed to manage all this? How is this going to even work? And God's just like, just trust me. And I have no answers for it even still, but he's like, trust me, let my will unfold how it is. But yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's all we have. Um, that's all we have for this episode. And it's been such a fun season. Um, and you know, just me and Manali looking at each other, like seeing how we've both grown in different areas has been a blessing too. And we're so blessed to be able to do this podcast and just have this way to like connect with you guys and just build relationships with people that we have like guests on here and stuff. And we're just excited to continue that into season four. That's crazy. Already on our fourth season. But um yeah, we're excited. So you guys keep up with us on our social media and we'll let you guys know if any bonus episodes are to pop up. But we will see you guys in season four. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.